0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Growth Hacking Show for Business Coaches and Consultants. This is a podcast for you to discover new business growth campaigns directly from the trenches. I am Ed Rich and I interview business thinkers and thought leaders about their successes, failures and business. And most importantly, what's working now in their business. Hey everyone, Ed here. Today I'm super excited for this episode. I'm bringing in you an amazing guy, Reza Imam. Hi Reza. Hey Ed, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. So for those who don't know Reza, Reza is a serial author. Uh, He's published many, many books on Amazon and two of them which are super relevant to our discussion today are LinkedIn Sales Machine and his recent release, Six Figure Blogging Blueprint. I'm particularly interested in the the LinkedIn Sales Machine because LinkedIn um, is actually one of the amazing social media platforms when it comes to acquiring Customers or clients, but there's a huge mystery around it, and there's uh, (coughs) LinkedIn by default doesn't give you a system uh, to to make use of it, other than a CRM or or a user interface, and you're pretty much left alone. It's more like a Lego, Uh, take Lego and go and build something, and Raza is one of those who has systematized his approach to to getting something out of LinkedIn and stuff. And that's uh, that's in his book, uh, LinkedIn Sales Machine. So now, before I discuss further on my own way, I'll pass the ball to Reza. Uh, Reza, welcome once more.
1: Ed, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to talk and, um, and uh, answer any questions and then help your audience, really.
0: Awesome. Reza, uh, quickly, uh, I'll appreciate if you can give a very brief uh, overview of what it is that you do uh, who you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think the, the number one way I describe myself these days is a father. That's, that's the, the number one thing that I think that defines me. You know, I, have, I have three little kids, 11-year-old, 8-year-old boys, and then a 3-year-old daughter. Um, I'm a, a technology executive for a hospital in Chicago. And for the past three years, I'd also add the title of author to my name. Um, and I think that's what we're talking about here today. Um, you know, I started writing in, or I published my first book on Amazon in 2016, in March of 20, May of 2016, I think. And it's been, like I said, three years, I've written a number of books, um, most recently around personal development and business. And that's what I really, really enjoy. And that's where I find that my audience really gives me a lot of feedback and really is, is, um, you know, really asking for more. So I I enjoy writing about it, I enjoy answering questions and helping people, um, you know, where they're struggling. And I also, on top of that, enjoy showing people how I'm able to do it with a career and a family as well. Because I know that there are a lot of professionals, uh, executives and professionals and consultants and things like that who have, you know, a lot of skills, uh, a wide range of experience and depth and, and expertise and they want to use that to write a book. And I keep talking to people who say, "Yeah, I wish I could write a book. You know, can you show me how you how you've done it?" So that's part of what I've done as well, showing other, um, you know, other experts and um, and people with with really specialized skills how to do the same thing.
0: Yeah. So. Um Tell me about the diversity of topics that you've covered in your books. Yeah, that's understandable, a specific skill, but what about a set of skills which may or may not be related? Uh, How did you get into uh, so many different topics with such a huge confidence, and specifically about burning belly fat to the keto diet to the sales and marketing and and doing good on all, all of those areas?
1: <laughs> so thank you it's a great question i, I I'm, I'm laughing because you know <clears throat> when, when I talk about fitness and health and things like that I, I blush a little bit I get a little shy because i I never wanted to, to position myself as some sort of fitness guru you know what the angle that I took my approach was actually to show people uh, this is what's worked for me and that you don't need to be a fitness guru and you don't need to to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for for you know specialized personal training that if you want to get yourself in shape it just comes down to a few key principles so proper nutrition and you know a, a proper weight training and um you know cardio type of type of program and i wrote a book about it and it ended up doing really well you know right 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 as soon as i published it on amazon prior to that i tried to sell it on my own website and send facebook uh, facebook ad traffic to it and that failed horribly. <laughs> that, that did not do very well. Um, but when I put it on Amazon, actually someone, someone advised me to put it on Amazon. And they said, look, Amazon has 300 million act, you know, um, um, users with their credit cards preloaded. So they're going to do one thing, which is to buy. They're not going to browse. They're not going to watch videos. They're not going to talk to their friends. They're not going to search something. They're going to buy. And that made so much sense to me. So it's funny. After the failure I had with with trying to self-publish my own book on my website and get Facebook traffic, I put it on Amazon. Followed a very simple launch sequence. It became a bestseller, and you know it earned a significant amount of money that first month. <clears throat> and and from there on out. So the reason I wrote about the reason I wrote about fitness is because again at that point in my life that was something I was doing and I was very um, very focused on. And I said, you know what? I want to write a book that'll show other people like me again, busy fathers um, with careers and, and and families and responsibilities, how to get in shape. Because I, I saw that as being a big gap. A lot of times, people get a, You know, they get busy with their career. They start. Uh, they start a family, and they think their health has to take a nosedive.
0: Yeah, I find it pretty fascinating, specifically because a lot of time, I feel as a creative person, I feel an itch to to produce content about something i'm passionate about and i'm learning even though i'm not an expert in that field and i don't do it because of a fear that may distract or distill my existing efforts in in a current brand and this to me like seems logical thing that like go ahead and do it you may not need to use the same in the same sequencing and stuff it can be a standalone thingy uh but what do you have to say on that
1: yeah, that's a great, great point. So for me, <clears throat> getting in, in shape and then writing a book about it was two things. So one, yeah, definitely it um it was it was my passion at the time and I really wanted to to figure out fitness and and share my story. But also I used the fitness book as a way to test my own marketing efforts. So like I said, um my the Facebook ad experiment was a failure for me, which was a good learning experience. Publishing on Amazon clicked. So that's what what was the catalyst to make me say, well, that's great. You know, I don't I don't necessarily want to position myself as a fitness expert. I do care about personal development and business a lot. And that's what I want to write about in the future. But this first book was just an experiment to see, to learn the process. It was kind of a low stakes, um, and low risk way of figuring out Amazon. It ended up doing really well, but that served as a launching pad for me to continue writing about my other passions.
0: Right. So that brings me to another thing that I'm, Passionate about, and especially I'm learning right now, and it's called LinkedIn. Um, I do have expertise in other (coughs) forms of paid media, especially Facebook ads and stuff, uh, and especially when it comes to acquiring clients uh, using funnels and paid ads. But um, I do not have an expertise in bringing in or creating up sales pipeline like a complicated sales pipeline and using the database systems and and uh, you know the outreach approach and all those things however i'm learning it and because i just love the idea of knowing every possible way i could figure out of of getting clients and stuff i'm learning it and one of the things that's fascinating me is not fascinating but uh, creatively um, i'm feeling to do is create a vlog or kind of a documentation of how I'm going along, like how I'm learning. And this is where, let's let's have a discussion about the the book about LinkedIn, what it is, what it covers, what it teaches people, what's your system?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning of the book, I, I quote myself, where I say LinkedIn is a colossal waste of time. And that's what I used to think about two years ago. And then I started seeing people um, I had a friend get a job. He was recruited by J.P. Morgan Chase for uh, an executive level type of, type of position. And he was, a, he was a high performer anyways, you know, he had, he had gone to Harvard. He was very, um, you know, very skilled. But when he got ex- I said, so how did he get the job at Chase? He said, someone reached out to me on LinkedIn. I said, hmm, okay. And then I spoke to someone else and they had a business, it was a consulting business. And I said, how do you get your clients? And they said, LinkedIn. I said okay, and then I came across a blog where this guy, um, he, you know, he had a six-figure position as a, as a PR representative for a company, and he quit his job, and within I think sixty days, he had he had gotten like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of business, and on his blog he said the way I got this this money in two months was through LinkedIn. So these, these successive light bulbs went off in my head where I said, you know what, maybe LinkedIn is not the waste of time that I thought it was. So I was really, really determined to to, to roll my sleeves up and dig in and see what is it that people are doing on LinkedIn, because before that, I thought it was just a resume site and someplace where you just kind of just, it's like your, your obligatory site where you just create a profile, but you never use it. Um, and maybe you endorse a friend or something like that. <clears throat> But I really, really dug deep and I said, you know what, I think there's a lot of opportunity here because people, for the most part, understand Facebook marketing. They were starting to, to understand Instagram marketing, um, Twitter. But I think I think LinkedIn marketing and, and and LinkedIn for business was still an enigma. So I said, okay, I think this is a place where I can really, if I can figure this out, I can really define a niche here and really set myself apart. So that's... That's how I went from LinkedIn being a colossal waste of time to writing LinkedIn sales machine because I saw how powerful it is. And what I did is I documented really, really simple steps to um, to identify your target market on LinkedIn, the, the right outreach message strategy, because a lot of people get it wrong. So many people get it wrong that people have almost written off LinkedIn as a place to get business because everyone, people who try to use LinkedIn for business are just sending sales pitches. And it's really, really annoying and and people's guard is up and they're very defensive because they hate getting those messages in their LinkedIn message box.
0: Yeah. And that was one of the experiments I was doing as well. I mean, I tried different messaging, like see what what goes, but you won't learn until you try or somebody show you how it can be done. So, um, in the last two weeks, I actually had a lot of meetings with my team and, and we tweaked a lot of the messaging and stuff and still like um, have to go ahead and try different messaging strategies. So w- give us a core of how somebody don't have to go through all that pain and hoops and like what is the simplest way to look at it, like how, h- how the system works.
1: Absolutely. So I was speaking to a client, uh, two and a half weeks ago, I mean two weeks ago. And she said, look, I bought your book. I've spent thousands of dollars on all sorts of different types of training and courses. And she said, to be honest, I'm starting to run out of money. So I bought your book on Amazon and I'm reaching out to you. I really need your help. So I said, okay, so what have you been doing? And she said, for the past six months, I've been sending messages to realtors on LinkedIn. Now she lives in Mexico and she's targeting U.S. realtors. And she wants to do their online marketing for them. So set up Facebook ads, set up uh, a Facebook pixel, um, create a sales funnel, things like that. And she said, I've been reaching out to realtors for six months and I've gotten zero results. And she's like, I'm just at the end of it. Like, I don't know what to do. You need to help me. I said, okay, so what have you been doing? So she showed me her, her outreach sequence. So she said, I'll reach out to about 50 to 70 realtors per day. And out of those about 30 respond so I said that's a really good that's a really good response rate so I said okay so, so that's that's looking good so then what next so she said then I send them this message and the message is this long message where it says my name is this this is what I do I, can we set up a 15-minute phone call I'd love to help you out and I said ah I see that that's your problem um, and what what I said you know when you go to to a to a, uh, a social event or a business event, you don't go and introduce yourself and say, hi, my name is Reza. Um, I'd like to, to, to consult you on your business for 15 minutes. Are you open to that? You know, as people feel tense, they, 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 they put their defenses up. It's just very awkward. I said, it's the same exact thing on LinkedIn. It's great you're getting people to respond to you on LinkedIn or respond to your your um, your invitation, but that's where you have to be very careful And the secret is to build curiosity, is to build mystery, is to create desire, is to create interest, so that they're coming to you. You know, it's just like it's just like you know. um, I was watching a a YouTube video about horse training the other day, and he said the way you you train a horse is you don't walk to the horse; you actually stand your ground, and then you take a quarter step back. So you're actually creating a little bit of interest. And it works even on horses. You know, you're not taking a full step back. You're not going too far back. But you're you're establishing your presence. But you just take a quarter step back so that the horse can lower their defenses. And they can kind of size you up. They get curious about you. And then they come your way. So it's the same exact thing with human beings. You know, you want to step back a little bit. Have a little bit of restraint. And that restraint creates mystery and intrigue. So what I told her is, I want you to do this, Anna the next time someone responds to your to your um to your your uh, connection invite i want you to say oh john thank you so much you're awesome personalize your response say i was checking out your website and i think i have and you you're doing great things but i f- have an idea that i think could really help you out is it okay if i share it with you wow and permission. what you do right there permission exactly so two things you've complimented them number one it's it's a personal compliment. So you you know I told her mention something about whether he has been featured in the press release or whether she's done a you know a speaking event or whether she's done you know something. So I look at your prospect's LinkedIn profile, look at their blog, look at their website, and make make a sincere, genuine compliment on something that you noticed about them. You know? so it's 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 personal. You're complimenting them, and then you're saying you have an idea that you think could really help them. So you're leaving it a bit of a cliffhanger, and then, like you said, permission, where you're saying, is it okay if I share it with you? And that creates so much intensity and so much, such an intense curiosity and de- desire that the person has no response but to say, yeah, I'd really like to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And I told her, use this script on the people you've already re- uh, um, reached out to that haven't responded to your initial message. I said, since it's been six months, they've probably forgotten about you, or at least the people you reached out to in the beginning have forgotten about you. So just send this message to five people, just five people a day. Make it personal. Make it, uh, uh, you know, complimenting them. Offer a suggestion. Say, I have an idea. I think help you. Don't tell them what, the, what it is. And then ask their permission. And what you're noticing is it's brief. Brevity is key. That that The... When you layer the permission, the the personalization, the complimenting, and the the curiosity in a brief package, it just makes it so, so enticing for them. They're eager to ask you like, yeah, yeah, tell me, what is it that you have to say? And so after that, she's like, oh, this is so helpful, I love this, thank you so much. An hour later, she sends me a Skype message. She says, I have four appointments booked for next week. Wow. So I told her just reach out to five people after this call. She must have done that. Four of them responded and said yes. Let's talk next week. And then I asked her after, so then after you know the, the following week, week which was just this past week, I said, so what happened to the, of those four calls? She said two of them turned into a thousand dollar a month, um, monthly you know service retainer clients. Wow. And she said, and I and I think I could have charged more, but I was just a little gun shy. I said that's amazing. After after having no result no results on LinkedIn for six months. Using this brief little script, she was able to to earn two thousand dollars per month, recurring revenue, and now she's equipped to do the same thing over and over and over again, just by completely turning her her outreach strategy upside down. Yeah. You know they 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 used to say like, show up and throw up. Yeah. <laughs> that that just is horrible. It doesn't work. What works is curiosity, personalization, brevity, and permission. And, and that's really what the book LinkedIn Sales Machine is all about. And that's what I help people do. I help them create this, you know, identify their target market. So they're reaching out to people that are that are most likely to buy from them or that rather have big problems that need to be solved. And then you're positioning yourself in a way where you say, hey, I, I have the suggestion that I think could really help you. Uh, you know, I'd love to talk to you about it. I, I was just speaking to a client yesterday. She had the, the same situation where she helps... Um, E-commerce stores, so like online retailers, uh, get more traffic from Pinterest. And if you know anything about Pinterest marketing, as I'm learning, it's it's amazingly powerful. Pinterest wow. traffic, Pinterest traffic, and again, I I would have thought two years ago Pinterest is a colossal waste of time. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but what I'm realizing is it's it's they are extremely extremely targeted buyer traffic on Pinterest. So she has this great consulting company where she helps e-commerce stores um, generate Pinterest traffic. Now Pinterest is, you know, their users are primarily women and they go to Pinterest to look for ideas. um, And a lot of times they're looking to buy. So I said, you have a great, you have a great um, service. Show me your LinkedIn message strategy. And it was the same thing, kind of like, you know, my name is this and this is what I do and I'd like to talk to you instead of a phone call. I was like, ah, I see, that's why. So just yesterday, I rewrote her entire script. I sent it to her. And, um, is
0: there an outreach strategy on Pinterest as well? Like, no, no, I'm, so-
1: I, or... I, I'm sorry. No, no, you know, she was reaching out to business owners on LinkedIn. Okay. About about her Pinterest marketing. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So she was looking for anyone that was an e-commerce store or like, you know, that owned, um, you know, like a Shopify store or something like that. And she was reaching out to them on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes so much sense. Now, you made it sound so simple that it sounds (laughs) like uh, intuitive but it's not, and it's coming from experiments I've been doing, I have like different, like at least five different messaging strategies and most of them were horrible, but they were designed to be horrible just to prove the point in order, like for me to to collect like enough case studies so that I can show something on the the vlog that I will create, Um, but yeah, it makes so much sense. However, there's a lot of mystery around, okay, how do you invoke curiosity because that could differ in different industries and stuff and I guess we can leave that for uh, people to read the book on so I was so tempted by the way to to go to my phone and buy the book right now in front of <laughs> you <laughs> but I'll do it just after this um, call so um, let's talk a little bit about how your books are um, strategically placed in your own uh, the big picture of the business that you uh, or business or the uh, projects that you run.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> I would say the books really are the front end of my funnel. So I've found that some of my most qualified, most passionate, most interested customers come directly from my books. Um, which is which is great because the model is excellent. If you publish a book, um, if it's got a great cover, if it's got you know uh, an awesome hook in the title, and you have an aggressive launch strategy, it can sell really well on Amazon. It can get a lot of exposure. Even if you're selling the book for just 99 cents, you're still making a little bit of money, but that's not the, the, the key. The key is actually to get um, an email subscriber so you can sell them other products and services. So that's really where the book's how do you get
0: email subscriber when amazon doesn't give you the email subscriber when somebody buy the book
1: yeah great question so i have a call to action in the beginning of the book and at the end of the book so as an example with linkedin sales machine people contact me almost on a daily basis they either email me directly or they're they're connecting with me on linkedin directly from my book um i last year i think it was october of of last year i had somebody purchase one of my books and he said, "I really like your content. I'd love to work with you." And I didn't respond to him right away. And then, like a day or two later, he said, "I really, really like your content. I really want to work with you. I'm ready to pay you for some coaching. Can we set up a call?" So he's telling me. He wants to set up a call with me from my book. And it ended up it ended up being um, you know a two thousand uh, dollar coaching package for me to help him kind of get uh, get focused and things like that. So he was an entrepreneur, uh, a CEO of a small software company. So it just goes to show the power of promoting your book on Amazon and using that as it's almost like a paid lead magnet. So they're paying you and then they're getting on your email list as well. So it's really, it's really, um, it's, it's a really beautiful system.
0: Yeah. So in your, probably you may not have the right, uh, data to tell me that, but approximately what percentage of people who buy the book, uh, actually sign up to the email list?
1: Oh, that's a good question. That that's, you're right. It's hard to, to, to get that data with, with hard numbers because Amazon doesn't provide it. But I'd say I've had it I've had it up to I was selling maybe like a hundred, hundred and fifty books a day, getting twenty to thirty email subscribers a day. Um so it was it worked at the time it was working for, for depending on the book, it can work really, really well. Yeah.
0: Okay, so for guys who are listening, um just wanted to make sure or highlight the caveat that um Raza is making it sound so simple and easy that you just write a book and it will sell and you have these, these, these things and it will go. But in reality, Raza has actually is one of those few people who figured out, um, a predictable or a repeatable method of his own of publishing books. So that's why he's got a uh, higher than usual success rate. Like people like me and you probably, if they, we just go barehanded without any preparation and publish a book, probably no one will care. Uh, so, um, Hopefully, maybe someday I will convince Rosa to come back again and talk about that uh, (laughs) formula as well. So, yes, so once they sign up to your email list, and then is this the primary way (coughs) of you getting clients? And what type of services, basically, uh, when it comes to services uh, as well uh, that you provide and that are actually uh, filling people or highly qualified people from these books?
1: Sure sure great question. So um, one one service I was providing was was coaching on how to get focused. So I was writing I published a few personal development books um, and in there my you know I had a call to action to show people how to get focused and then through my email sequence I was selling them on clarity and focus coaching because that's what a lot of people struggle with. They have a lot of things that they want to do but they just have a hard time focusing. They have other competing priorities. So it's hard for them to really find balance. And that's what that, that, that software CEO reached out to me about. Um, and So that's one, that's one of the, 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 the coaching offerings I have. I don't really promote that as much anymore. Now it's more along the lines of business because I myself want to focus on, on the business aspect. Um, so now what I'm actually doing, a big focus of mine, is helping other people grow their businesses through writing books and showing them just like you said, this is something that's taken me lots of experimentation, uh, failure, to uh, to see what works and to see what doesn't. But like you said, once you figure it out, it's a repeatable process. So now I'm showing others how to do the same thing, and I'm actually I've actually published a course called Authorpreneur Elite, wow. which really which really takes all of my all of my steps and distills them into a framework. That anyone with you know specialized skills or expertise that wants to write a book can use uh, to publish it. So that's that's the the main offering I have now is the online course showing other people how to do the same thing. Um, but at the same time, I'm still I'm still releasing other books, you know, on on different business topics as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's unusual. You have so many books and they they work so well together, even in the topics that are not directly related to your. Your, your coaching service. Uh, but if you look at it, does make sense that you need a certain level of or ability to focus uh, to be able to produce that kind of outcome, uh, sure. to be able to jump in LinkedIn and figure out like just based on what everyone else is doing, the, how, how it works, uh, to to figure out different like food, nutrition, burn fat, like it's, it's a mystery. For people for ages and and even bodybuilders, not a lot of them successfully do it, (laughs) you know, and all those things. So, cool. Is there a place where people can actually um, sign up for the waiting list of that course if they are interested? Or uh, what is the best place for people to find you or be in touch with you?
1: Yeah, great, great question. Thank you. So, it's PassiveIncomePlaybook.com. So www.passiveincomeplaybook.com. Um, and there I actually offer, um, it's just an 11-page cheat sheet that summarizes my entire process. How to do research, how to position the book, how to write it really quickly. without Even if you can't type or if you don't like to type, how to um, craft and hone your messaging based on what's already doing well on Amazon. You know, my, one of my mantras is you want to you want to uh, model success and mimic what what already works. So you look at Amazon, you see what's already working, and you take your your topic and your idea and you make it fit into what's already selling well on Amazon. And then I show you the launch plan that I use, and then the um, you know the potential for back end profit as well. So it's just a it's an 11 page cheat sheet I created, uh, and you can get it from passiveincomeplaybook.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you for for that. Uh, for The listeners, once again, there are two links you need to remember. One at PassiveIncomePlaybook.com where you can go and sign up uh, for uh, the cheat sheet that uh, Reza is providing. And I'm going to do that uh, just along with uh, you guys. Uh, The other link that you should remember, uh, other URL, is BooksMind.com. booksmind.com where you can actually we are having uh, another recording of a how-to style very amazing training with raza inside the toolkit so booksmind.com itself will um will prompt you to sign up to the free toolkit and that's high uh the highly recommended toolkit for coaches and consultants and mostly service-based businesses who have something like high ticket Uh, services so uh, i'll see you inside there meanwhile until the next episode thank you very much thank you rosa for your time that was amazing
1: yeah thank you so much ed good talking to you